Okay. But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your you love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WHUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, I'm here with Frank Vashner. And now we're going to talk what, about high school sports. Yeah, we will. What's I mean, going on here, well, Frank? You, you always bring this subject up all the time. What's going on? What's on your mind? I Get mean, it off your chest. It just, I, I mean, look, a lot of it I think could probably be claimed by this, by the Society of Striking of the Deceased Equines, but. The what? <laughs> The Dead Horse Beating Society. Okay, okay. I was like, "What?" Okay, can go. Okay, but mm-hmm. I just, I just, every time this happens, especially when it happens to a team that I'm involved with, mm-hmm. it, 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 I just, I just can't ignore it. All that because last night, I mean, everyone knows I'm on staff at Bedford. Mm-hmm. We were on the road at Pinckney. Right. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I won't say too much how our season's going. I mean, other than it's been a tough go, but kids are playing hard. Mm-hmm. Hard, it's just stuff. There's been stuff that hasn't really gone in our favor. Mm-hmm. I'll just end at that. But there got to be a point where there, there was, was a we had like three quick fouls called on us. I mean, I'm not. I mean, there was an. There was an offensive foul that was called on one of our guys where he hurt his ankle, mm-hmm. which I don't th- I don't I don't believe it was, but that wasn't the reason and for the outcome of the game. And of course, obviously, Jordan Bone, our head coach, wasn't too thrilled. What's their guys' record right now? We haven't even won a game. You haven't won a game yet? Sadly, no. I mean, we've how many games have you played? Six. And really, last night we could have won. We could have mm-hmm. won our first game against Celine. Mm-hmm. We could have won against Tecumseh. Heck, we we probably could have won against Flat Rock even too. It's just we played awful in the second quarter. Let me. You you guys lost a lot last year, didn't you? You lost your point guard. You lost Tyler, who was your two guard. That was a yeah. score. And you I, lost something else. You lost what three or four guys? Uh, well. Brandon Nye, our point guard, was the biggest loss. Right. Tyler was a big loss, too. Mm-hmm. And then the other guys we lost, Caden, he was he started some, came off the bench. I mean, he was a really good defender. And then John Jensen kind of came on in the second half of the season as a starter. Mm-hmm. Her, but the thing is, our, our senior class, I mean, just to put it bluntly, hasn't really been that productive. 
I mean, look, I know guys are. It's not, but isn't it's not, it their it's not, first year playing varsity though as a senior? They, they didn't really get a lot of clock last year. I mean, so, some of them got some playing time. I'm like uh, uh, Pre- Preston Menard, who's been having to run run point guard some. I mean, he 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 he's been he's been he's been playing hard. He had himself a nice game against Flat Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flat he, Rock or Fraggle Rock? Flat Rock, oh, okay. the le- the level pebble, as some people like to call them. The level pebble, never heard that. <laughs> well, you got you have to be you have to be around uh, athletics in Monroe County to really get the gist of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And then obviously other guys, Sam Travis, who's had to play a lot. He's six seven. He and I, I've been wanting. To, I've been. I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to see some a little bit more out of him because he he's probably the biggest and strongest guy of our team. I mean, I, I see him in practice every time. He he's told to score with his left hand. He does a nice job of it. Mm-hmm. Nice and. And beyond, and of course we did. There were a couple guys who were seniors who let, who ended up. I'm not sure what happened there. I didn't see them in the book last night. I don't know if they're not on the roster anymore or what the deal is. I'm not gonna go investigate that. So, but really, we're we're just kind of junior heavy, and our. I guess what it's going to be coming probably in the next couple of years because our fre- our current freshman class has got some is pretty solid. We got five of them on JV right now. One of them is actually the son of our girls' coach. Oh, uh, Bill Ryan has a son. Yeah, Carter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Car- Carter's a freshman. He's playing varsity. He's on. He's on the JV. Uh-huh. He plus there's also a set of twins on the JV who are good. They've they're decent shooters. We've got another kid on JV who his older brother's a senior on the team. Uh-huh. He looks like he can does a decent job handling the rock, mm-hmm. and then uh, another kid too is a big guy. His his brother was on the team last year mm-hmm. here, so uh, we'll, we'll it'll it'll come. And then our our eighth our eighth grade class is as ridiculously stacked. We actually have a mm-hmm. kid who's on I, in college football sense. He's done the equivalent of is that uh, what you guys need. Right here. You need the call up. You need to hit the hit the phone. You need to bring them up. The team's not doing good. That's, so you're looking at JV. I, that's, not, that's what it sounds like you to me. You sound like you're looking towards the future and you're doing this. You know, hell, bring in the JV guys. Bring them in. That's not. That hasn't even been a conversation yet. Okay, okay. I was just wondering because I know that sometimes that happens because you're already I, talking about the JV players and you haven't won a game. And it looks like somebody's getting on the on the Verizon phone to get somebody up to the varsity. Say, look, we're gonna have to give them some varsity. Experience. I mean, that, that that's that's a decision that that's entirely up to Jordan and to Mike Hand and Mark Hubbard right. and all, all the other coaches. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not offering any input into that. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them make that decision. That's good that you know your role because other people will just sit there and just put their input in on everything. I mean, are there, are there, there, I mean, there's some. Are there guys who I'd like to see get maybe get a shot? I mean, yeah, but you know, it's not my. It's again, it's not my. It's not my place to say that. So how's the JV looking? They've only they've only won one game. They've had, they've had their struggles too because our our well our sophomore class last year when they were freshmen it was it was pretty abysmal. They it's just they. <laughs> Wait a minute! You just said that there was a couple of dudes that was a hooping. Are they the freshmen that just came in? They're playing JV. Yeah, it's okay. a fresh. 
I mean, our and our our sophomore class. Well, they were freshmen last year. It was, it, it was bad. They just there's just not much talent there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of weird considering Bedford's a big school. But I mean, I I do remember even I remember hearing Jordan say this that our freshman team last year. Mike Shashevsky or Tom Izzo could have coached the team, but they probably wouldn't have won very much. Well, you need talent. To win exactly. I mean, it's I mean, not it's a, not... you're not you're just the guy with the clipboard. I tell people, but then again, though, as a coach, you try to get the most out of that talent. So, you know, if you're a true coach or you really know the game, you you, you know when you walk in the gym, who's the most talented and who's not. You then you go and see. Wow, if you go to yourself and say, you know, that's not a really good team, but they really play hard and they get the most out of their talent, even though they lost on the scoreboard, but they're playing above their talent level, you're a good coach. Yeah. You know, it's not always about, I always tell people, it's not always about wins and losses at the end of the day. Sometimes the other team is just more talented than you. They're going to pull out the win. It just, it just happens. And sometimes I see teams that are really, they can compete with them, but in that fourth quarter when it's mano a mano, pound for pound, the team that usually has the more talent is going to pull that victory out. And I mean that's kind of been the case sometimes too, in a lot of in a lot of the games, especially the freshmen and JV. You got he they're they're guys are playing hard, they're competing. Freshmen are they haven't won a game yet either? Uh, freshmen have won two games. Good two uh, two and five. Uh, yeah, they Seven game they lot well. I mean their last game they played against Adrian because Pinkney doesn't Pinkney's freshman team only plays SEC white games. Why? Well. They only, I guess they only have like they only have like six freshmen on their team, so they just play in like in their conference only because they're in the white they're in the white division of the SEC. We're in the red, mm-hmm. so that doesn't make any sense. Well, look, it it, it is what it is. Man. Right, right. They don't want to travel. They don't think it's worth their time. Well, if they, being that they've only got like six guys, they probably say, you know, the red's probably going to be a lot tougher, mm-hmm. and we don't want them to like. Like I mean, look. I know you play against tough competition; it's supposed to get you better, but we don't want them to feel like they're getting deep pants every night. <laughs> deep pants, okay. I, I, even, even even though I in the mean, white I've, division they have to go, they have to go against Chelsea, which is a really strong program. I'll use that term next time. Like you know, you know, girls. Uh, maybe not. No, nah, don't do girls. that. We we felt like we got depends tonight because we got beat really bad. <laughs> I I never thought of it that way. I I never really thought of that. When you get beat, you just get your butt behind kicked. I never thought that. Get the feeling that I felt that I got depends or taken to the woodshed. Yeah, or... taken to the woodshed. I get it. You know, get the old beat down. But never did I ever feel so humiliated that I felt that I got depends. Yeah, I mean. It... It, it, sometimes it is what it is, but anyways, has that been of, happening to your team? Y'all been getting depants? Well, our varsity, I can say that we probably that happened against Lincoln because we were without Lincoln Ypsilanti Lincoln. Okay, we were we were without former uh, school of Imani Bates or no? Yeah, okay. well, and also former school of Braylon Green, who was top five in the country. He and his class, he's at a prep school in California, but they got a couple of guys back. Mm. I think Stan Joplin's grandson might be on the team. Kamari Joplin, I don't know if that's he's any relation to Stan or not. Well, I don't know if he has grandkids that old. Well, his his his. Well, I know a couple of his. No, he doesn't have grandkids like or a no. son. I don't. I don't know. No, it might be a cousin or because you know Joplin's up from Milan, but I do know he had Sean. 
Joplin and his other oldest son, I think, graduated like 05, 06. And then his Sean Joplin graduated in 09, played for BG. And I don't think they have any kids. And I don't think they'd have any kids that old. Nah, I think. Yeah. So who knows? He might, probably some distant relationship. Distant relationship. And they got this other kid. uh, His his first name is Carlos. I forget his last name. Mm -hmm. Hey, but they. Hey, we got we got the pants that game because we we were also without uh, out Griffin and Andrew because they both had ankle injuries against Celine and and you got deep hands. Yeah, we. Okay. Yeah, I mean they well they they just couldn't miss and we just couldn't hit water. We were staying on the boat dock in the middle of a lake. Mm-hmm. I mean De- Dexter, we got beat pretty bad by, but Dexter is clearly just more talented. Mm-hmm. They might they might be the best team in the red this year. They here they've got a uh, Brennan Parachek who is going to be playing for Mel Tucker in 2023. Wow, David said the way that Frank is talking about the kids, it sounded like they couldn't even beat the Pistons. <laughs> uh, David, come on, let's not say that a high school team can't be him is capable of being an NBA team. NBA players are grown men. <laughs> it's just the fact that. You make it seem so bleak in that you're always getting deep hands. Like that's, well, it's a, been, new, it's, that's a new no, term that you're getting deep hands. It's not all. It's not always happening. Let mm-hmm. me. I just want to put that out there. Been, are they competitive or is it? Yeah, really it is. Know? Okay. Yeah. It is. I mean, the, it's frustrating though. It, I it is. I mean, we 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 were frustrated after losing to Pinkney last night. We mm-hmm. we had a t- we led by as much as ten points the second half. But problem is when you're missing shots. Especially layups, you're not rebounding the ball and missing free throws as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win games. You gotta be you gotta be able to execute in key moments, right? But anyways, kind of going back to the Pinkney game, Jordan was mad about a fall. How call he said something? I don't. I'm not gonna say what he said, but it was it was appropriate for. Children and okay. and grandma to hear, right? And then apparently there was a parent from Bedford. I I I have an idea who it was. I'm going to keep them anonymous, mm-hmm. just to hust for because I don't know for sure. May have said you're horrible. As a result, Jordan got a technical, okay. which I. Didn't even get war- never even got a warning about it. I was sometimes they don't. It depends on the rep. But keep well, on. I mean, the, this guy, I, I don't, I don't like to, to uh, I don't like to criticize my brothers in stripes. But this guy looked like when I saw him, he was he had the look that his uh, number two didn't stink. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, do you have the rule if you get a t- two technicals and kicked out, you get to set out a game or something? There's punishment in Michigan. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it's a, it's next day of competition, but I also think Michigan has, you have to take the sportsmanship class, too. Ohio does the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, it was, and that, of course, for the, and of course, uh, there was a player from Pickney who got teed up to it. It was his fifth foul, and he was done in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. There was also a parent from. There was also a group of. I don't know if it was parents from Pinkney. They were yapping at the refs from behind the Pinkney bench, and then same guy decides to throw him out. Mm-hmm. One dude out, which was absolutely warranted. But what what it leads me into is behavior of parents at games. I mean, look, I know you're there to cheer your son or daughter on, mm-hmm. but 
you've got to realize, guys, you're not you're not on the floor seeing it like the officials are. Now look, I I mean Mark Garman, our AD, before before every JV game, right. he he'll hop on the mic and introduce the JV officials, which I I, I like that he does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially he gives, and he gives a little extra recognition to those who have served in the military, right? Like, uh, hey, and I, I think that's what he tells him. Hey, he says you know these guys are, we appreciate them being here. Here, they're going to give their best effort. They're not. They're going to make mistakes, mm. but they're also going to do it to the best of their ability. Mm. And I mean, granted, there's been times where somebody. May not have been pulling their weight. Mm-hmm. Who's been wearing the stripes? But and that kind of really reflects bad on the rest of the guys out there who are actually showing, actually doing their best. Right, and the refing is hard. Oh Re- yeah, it's very hard. It, it, it is. I can. I'll say that as someone who I'm. I mean, I've said how many times on here. I've had football games that have been tough, or mm-hmm. baseball games as well. Mm-hmm. Hell, it's not easy. But you know, if you're a parent, I mean, look. I'm not saying you have to agree with every call made, but don't go screaming at the officials from the stands. Right. That's not that's uncalled for. You're embarrassing your kids. And in some cases, you may end up get depending on how much of an AH one of the officials might be, mm-hmm. you may end up getting the head coach teed up. Up and possibly thrown out of the game for something that he didn't even do. Mm. Who or say? Right. Hey. So, act like act, basically what I'm saying is act like you've been there. There. I mean, you don't have don't have to agree with it, but if you don't have anything nice to say about a call, don't say it. Mm-hmm. Let the coach make have it. Let the coach say what he has to say. Hey, and leave it at that. Right, and that go, I mean, it go. It goes both ways. I mean, I was. I mean, I wasn't real pleased with the behavior of a lot of the fans up in Pinkney last night either. And even mm-hmm. he, and, he, and even the uh, even Mark Hubbard, one of my mentors, even he said some things. He basically said that they were a bunch of. Putting it politely, Richard heads because I can't, I can't really say what he said on the air right. without getting fined. And I said, "Well, that might that might be a disservice to whatever you're calling right exactly. to the to the people who are that so, exactly because they were they were it was pretty bad behavior." And I talked with I chat with uh, my good friend Jake Krasaniak, who's a staffer at Tecumseh, and he. He said that he's been up to Pinkney before, and that's how they behave as well. Well, and I know, and the guy who I really felt Brett felt bad for was Brian Wardlow, their athletic director, who actually got to meet doing a football game up there. Here, because I don't think he, I don't think he takes any pride in having to throw any parents out either. Mm-hmm. And I, I even told him, I said, because he's, because I told him last night, I said, hey man, you. Shouldn't have to. You sh- it shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to be throwing parents out. They should all behave themselves. He's like, yeah, I know. Oh, it's getting ridiculous. But you know, at the. I mean, at the end of the day, what are we? Get, what are we gonna do? Do we just? Uh, go, we can't go to not letting parents in at all. Well, you can't because of COVID. Well, uh, but then <laughs> that's. 
But I mean, that's not that. Uh, truthfully, I think that's going to do more harm than good because. What well, can that, I ask you this? Because it, it, ru- it ruins. Hold on, hold on. This is the thing. It was on. What was it? Was it on? It was on one of the nightly news things where refereeing they're losing more refs year in and year out, and it's because of parents. So parents have to understand these refs. It's not their full time job. Exactly. Same thing with, with coaches. You're not getting. You're getting paid a little bit of money. Basically, co high school coaches and high school refs are doing it for the love of the game, just to be around the kids, the joy of the kids. And for some odd reason, parents take away that joy. I get it. And and, and I think it, social media kind of, I think, destroys it. You know, we should have had a, a, sub, a, a topic on what Kurt Herbstreit said. But I think the reason why a lot of parents are like this is because they're looking at some of them are almost like clout chasing. One, they make it about themselves. And two, they think that, you know, for Johnny, they have to do good to get this scholarship or get money for it. And I think you have to go back to where if you're a talented player, they're going to find you. And for two, it's you got to be very special to go to D1, D2, or D3 level of any sport, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. And they have to understand that it's fun. Yes, you can be competitive. Yes, there is going to be emotion that's going to be involved. But to get to the point where you get derogatory with people, you you need referees at the games. No referees means no games, and you're not going to let them. You're not going to ref it yourself. I mean, that's makes the difference between open gym ball and high school ball is that you have referees. You can't be having players call their own fouls. But for some odd reason, the disrespect level towards referees is just asinine, and it's just like, dude, just be thankful that you have a referee there. Yeah, and. And I think a lot of people have gotten to the point now where I guess they act like, you know, Antonio Brown. They just they need they have to be Mr. Big Chest and, and, and talk and say whatever they need to say. And it's just like, dude, sometimes you just need to keep your thoughts to yourself and let the kids play basketball. That's it. Or football or whatever. Every, and, and plus, referees are human. Somebody's going to make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it happens. I mean, look, you meant... Like you, you like if you you miss a travel call, oh, because you were a little bit out of position. Okay, I mean, and people don't understand that. I mean, you guys are reffing in full real time, running up and down the court. There's different sections that a referee actually calls. You don't want to, you know, basically overstep yeah. other referees. Yeah, it's called don't fish in my pond. Right, and and you know sometimes. It depends on angles. A player might be in the way, which it could be an obvious travel call. But if it's in that referee's pond, as you said, but a player might be blocking him, you, you sometimes you can't call it. I mean, it just happens. Everyone makes mistakes. Kids blow layups. You know, coaches make bonehead mistakes, too. They get kind of ridiculed, too. I think it goes refs, coaches, then players when it comes to accountability and, you know, what they say about people. But – at the end of the day, you got to remember it's a lower level of bat. And I can understand the pros where you're making millions of dollars. You know, even then though, you still got to treat them like human beings. But once again, these guys are just doing it for the love of the game. And the and the less and less refs we have, that means you're gonna have to cancel games because you can't find anybody to ref them. Exactly. I mean, heck, I've even, I've seen I've seen it in football too, where you have you have guys who are doing mul- who may do multiple games in a day. I mean that. Mm-hmm. That that was the case for me last season, and we had I, me and a couple of my crew guys, we had to go to, we ended up doing a freshman game on a Friday, 
three thirty in the afternoon in Chelsea. And then we went up to a game up in Springport or at that same night, which was a varsity game. Mm-hmm. And of course there we had our fair share of issues as well. We had to throw a parent from the visiting team out and we actually had mm-hmm. to throw one of the visiting players out as well. Well, but I mean it's and a lot of those games, these re- these officials aren't coming from within like five miles. Some are coming from pretty far. I mean, Springport's a, a far drive for me, even though I ended up even though I ended up riding with uh, one of the guys on my crew, who I met him in Adrian, and then we went. That's still a hike. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, even a couple times I've had to go out to Concord, which that's a hike too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even in back in. There was a week where I ended up doing three games in one day. Mm-hmm. I did a JV game in Celine at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then had a couple hours to, well, it was actually me and our one guy on our crew. We then went, got lunch, drove to Britain, did an eight-man game, mm-hmm. got done with that. Then had to go finish up a resume game in Manchester that we got make, about six plays in. and trying to make that money, huh? Well, that one got pushed back because it's, we started on Friday and we had lightning hanging and it was just constant and we had to stop the game and mm-hmm. said, you know what, it's, it's getting, safety's going to be an issue here. We'll just push it to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, so, I mean, you got to remember, some of, the, some of these officials are doing multiple games in a day and, you know, they're, 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 giving everything, they're giving everything they got and then some and God bless them, mm-hmm. I um, and I'm not, and I'm not the, and I'm not the only one that's done it. I mean, Matt Allen, who's one of my brothers in stripes up around the Lansing area, he's from Grand Ledge. He and I, he and I talk a lot during the season. He told me he had to do three games in a day before, or and it's it's tough. I mean, heck, I do do even do even doing a baseball doubleheader is not no picnic either, especially if it gets. You get into late in May and it's hot as outside, or if it's early in the season, it's cold. You hold, or if you're do, or if you're doing tournaments where you're getting three, four, five games in a day. Which if you're if you're doing that many, mm. yeah, that's that's pushing it too much because I think you also have to keep your own health and well being in mind too. Exactly. Anything else? Well, I'll conclude by saying. Look, look, respect all officials. Well, they're going to give the best of their ability. They're not they're not out there just to just for show. Oh, and be like, "Oh, let's get in and out of here." No, they're going to get they're going to give their best. I'm going to do that every time I take take the field or the diamond. And are we going to be perfect? No. If you if you're an official and you do what's a perfect game, you may as well just quit because mm-hmm. you don't. There's no need for you to continue on. You've already reached the zenith of your career here. And you know, if I if I in fact I remember what Mark Garman, our AD, when he put, when he actually played here at Toledo, mm-hmm. oh for Bob Nichols, he said there was a one official that he had said, guys. If you don't miss any shots, I won't miss any calls. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what, that's something that Mark told me. 
That makes sense. You should you should say that all the time. <laughs> well, I I may have I've I've told that to a couple of uh, basketball officials. I say hey, you just tell them that if they don't miss these shots, you won't miss any calls. And they, right. I get the laugh out of them. Or I might even say that. Uh, or, or if I should say to a quarterback, you don't miss a. Uh, you guys don't. You guys don't turn the ball over. Have any negative plays? I won't miss any penalties. Right. So I see you. You're you got your glasses and you've got a bald pick here. Bradford kicking mules. The team picture where you're in the gym. Oh, that was that may have been from. Was that from uh, last season? At the half, we lead Pickney 29-20, and they used that picture. Oh, I may, it's probably because I hit the messenger uh, attach button for Messenger when I was putting it on my phone. <laughs> no, it looks like from this year. I don't see time. No, that's, that's from uh, last season. Oh, okay. So you put last year's pickup, huh? Yeah, that was not something I intended to do, but oh well. So are you, uh, uh, are you helping out in practice and stuff? And If I... If I can be there, there, yes. I mean, it's a lot tougher with work and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've had, I've actually gotten back. I've, it's more so I'm on the mic for our home games. I was just doing scorebook for road games. Okay, that's a li- that's a li- that's actually a little bit easier on me, me logistics wise, because then I don't have to be leaving work early so much for practice and stuff. Uh, but you know, we've got. We've got we've got a good staff. I mean, I have especially having uh, having Coach Hubbard, one of my mentors there. Right, he's back now. He's back on the sidelines, right? Yes, he is. The master is back on the sidelines. Okay, because I know he was he was in the stands before. Yeah, I mean he's a, dude. Is he Hub's a, probably the best defensive mind when it comes to basketball that I've ever met. Mm, nice. Well, what's one of his favorite defenses? And then we'll get into our next. Oh, well, he look. I think he loves playing in your face man to man defense, but I mean he also can throw he also knows his way about throwing in in different types of zones and mm-hmm. traps and traps and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean he, he is a but Hub is a stickler for details. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that and that's why that's why I be. love him. If you want to be a winner on the court, you gotta be all about the details. Oh and Hub is all about that. <laughs> Right. He he is. I mean, of course, he won't be at Pioneer when we play there because he's he already had a pre-planned trip to Vegas. So he said that. What? Well, it's it's something that he it's something that I guess he does with like I think his might be with one of his sons or mm-hmm. some family members goes out there for a trip. Yeah, goes to the casinos, probably bets out some games and stuff. But he said that if we beat Pioneer, he expects a phone call from the locker room. I told him that I'd have it covered. Oh, nice. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll end right there with that segment. And uh, good one, oh, as always, Frank. And uh, when we return, we talk a little bit. What's, what's the next one? I think it's the college football playoff in Harbaugh. I and, yeah, maybe even a little bit of the – NFL coaching carousel, and how about the NFL pick as well? So it's, it's oh, the man, last, last week. <laughs> we, the first, the first ever time we're doing an NFL pick for a week eighteen. That is weird. Let that sink in. Well, I am trying to let it sink in. I will. I am going to let it sink in. All right, we took a quick commercial break. You listening to eighty-eight point three WHTs. After further review, when we return, talk a little college football playoff and talk about always. The man in the khakis, Frank Bashner's favorite coach, Jim Harbaugh.
I mean, I'll throw a disclaimer out. This okay, isn't. What's a disclaimer? Not my favorite coach, but it's it's a matter that I first thought was a nothing burger and was just gonna kind of let it blow over. But now it's time. It's basically the point where we got to determine: is this more sizzle than steak, or vice versa? Well, that and more here on eighty-eight point three WHTs. After further review, make sure you check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. WHTs after further review with a picture of Frank Mashing the horse's head. We return. Talk a little Harbaugh.